What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Elevate Experience, the podcast about overcoming struggles and adversity and how that relates to addiction, recovery, and health. I am your host and the CEO of Elevate Addiction Services, Angie Manson. And I'm Dallas Terrell, co-host and life intervention counselor at Elevate. Thank you so much for joining us, and let's jump right in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have a very special guest, Miss, Mrs. Stacy Pierce. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. It's, I, it's an honor to be here. Thank you, and thanks for coming on the show. Is there... Let's let's think about it. what would be the best intro to uh, tell our listeners why you're here and what you do. Well, uh, three years ago, I started a motivational gym tell business with my teenagers to inspire everybody to move. And that really came out of um, my son. He was a cross player. He had a pretty severe injury on the field. It took him out of the season and he fell into a depression. And I started to see that darkness in him. So we quickly got him working out with us at 5 a.m., which he wasn't a big fan of, but uh, he um, loved how he felt. And, you know, movement and mental health really go hand in hand. And he was also, at the time, taking a graphic design, like screen printing class in high school. And we noticed everybody was bringing old, gross bath towels to work out to wipe their sweat, including us. And so we thought we'd improve upon the idea. And, you know, people were wearing like beast mode shirts and, and you know, strong as a mother. And so we took a lot of those phrases, put them on a towel. And three years later, over 100 designs more, uh, here we are. So that is amazing. And I love the timing of that because that was right pre-pandemic. So yes. it was almost like the timing was so good for him to start working out because we, as we saw with mental health and the pandemic and uh, teenagers not having that outlet, it was great that you guys were already on that journey and then how you could continue that through that to help more people. Absolutely. And we share proceeds from the sale of our original designs with the Anxiety and Depression Association of America because we truly understand the connection between mental and physical health. And so we're honored to do so. Yeah. What a perfect uh, like purpose, you know, and tie in. How is uh, how's your son doing today? Was that like the solution was that his thing is is he still kind of battling with that stuff or kind of where's that at he is actually thriving and yeah, I, nice. I credit a lot of it to his you know he's he's really buff right now too he's I really bet. taken to the gym <laughs> nice <laughs> and he's now at the university of tennessee and he's on the lacrosse team and so he he really makes an effort to stay physically fit and i think that really helps him and he's still very much a part of the business. We actually get to go to Hollywood in a couple of weeks and do like a secret room gifting suite opportunity. And he'll be there representing the business. And he's really still very involved in the design aspect of it. So really grateful that we started this. And, and I will say as a mother of teenagers, it's nice to have something that puts us all on the same playing field. You know, yeah. when you're a mom, you're constantly barking at your kids to clean their room and, you know, come home on time and, and it's nice that when we sit down and we talk about the business, we're on the same level. You know, we're all kind of designing and and talking about marketing and all of that. And it's it's really been a blessing in that sense too. So, and and I can chime in and on and and agree. Um, I very surprised last summer. My son originated. Hey, mom, rather than me go getting a job at like the grocery store, why don't I come work for you? And uh, he worked up in, in my detox area, which for, you know, a 19-year-old kid who's never done drugs to be detoxing people his own age, twice his age, triple his age, it was 
an amazing experience that same thing he could come home we could talk about the day we could talk about what he ran into and even though he literally his entire life this is all i've ever done seeing it from a different perspective he's like i actually understand what you do now and yeah. that's pretty cool <laughs> And uh, since that point, he's recruited uh, two of his friends that have come and worked for me as well, just because it's uh, it's a much it's a cooler purpose than just, you know, your regular job that that a teenager who's going to school would get or something. So really neat. And you're right. There is nothing like that feeling of having that camaraderie with your child. Absolutely. Absolutely. How cool of your son to be involved in that. I mean, that's to have that servant's heart and that purpose. That's very cool. Yeah, well, and, and kind of like with you, too, it, the fitness came into play because we have the CrossFit mm -hmm. gym at the facility so he could work all day and then come do CrossFit classes with us at night uh, with the team and the group, which was way more exciting for him than just me and him in the garage, which is what we did through <laughs> the beginning of the pandemic. So he liked that community and, and aspect. And so he got more healthy and more fit and prepares him for you know his college experience that he's also in college right now as well. I love it. I love it. I remember asking him, I was like, Logan, have you been uh, working out out there in college? And he's like, no, I'm a little busy. You know, I was like, okay, well, welcome back, you know. And it, it's awesome seeing people kind of get back into fitness. Like, you know, like life gets busy and it's kind of in the way. But him, like, falling back in love with it was fun to be a part of. I'm one of the coaches there, so it was awesome to be, like, a part of that, you know, getting someone back into it. And then his buddies were coming to the gym. And yeah. It was cool. It was a cool experience. It really is. And it's so important for our kids to keep moving, especially yeah. right now. I think everybody feels the gravity of the last two years. And I think it's just so important to make sure that we're all moving because it's it gives your your you know, it gives you a mental break too. Yeah. And, and I like you the feel way better and you look better. Yeah, right. no, of course. And I like the way that you uh, like language it or phrase it because I feel like uh, like the gym culture or the working out culture is like can be like taken in the wrong way, you know, almost kind of like sometimes this like alpha, like aggressive type of like behavior. But underneath all of that is the mental health and, you know, your physical health connecting to your mental health and just being like a stable human. So like languaging Absolutely. it as just moving and being active in encouraging that is is way uh, it lands better people are far more receptive to just let's let's get some movement in absolutely absolutely even 10 minutes a day i mean yeah. i know when i'm having a day where i haven't moved my body even just to get outside for 10 minutes and pop in a podcast that's inspiring it, it just helps you reset you know and i think it's so important that we take the time to do that even if it is only five or ten minutes you mm -hmm. know take five minutes to stretch just movement is so important so important yeah, I couldn't agree anymore. One thing that I started doing recently was after dinner and I'd eat a whole bunch of food because I've been working all day. So I catch up on all these calories and then I go for a walk and I walk my dog when I'm all full and just kind of like 10, 15 minutes, like uh, like exercise, just light exercise at the end of the day and then getting the food, like moving through the system and I find that I'm never like bogged down after dinner anymore just from doing this quick 10 15 minute walk with my dog my dog wins i'm not as full i'm more productive when i get back home and just kind of you know speaks volume to just 10 minutes of walking can reset it everything makes such a difference and think about mm. how many people just turn on the television and you know 
zonk and, out. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. They yeah. eat a big and meal and then they just veg for the rest of the night and go to bed tired, wake up tired. Yeah. Yes. Or go to bed stressed because they've turned the news on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a whole so other thing. I think thing. it's so important. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the best cure for depression turn off the news. Like, quit Seriously. listening, quit watching, go outside and take a walk. It's like the biggest secret, but not secret because it's so true. Like that's the best cure is just get away from it or try to. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. And I I mean, you're in a, you know, you're in the addiction field and I feel like now people aren't even realizing they're getting addicted to this fear and this, you know, constant Mm -hmm. news cycle and they don't even realize it. But if they were to spit themselves out and just have a day where they don't turn it on or you know, go outside, make sure they're moving and make sure that they're just present in what they're doing. I, it would make such a difference, such a difference. Yeah. I wish the news uh, had a special on that, you know, like, hey, if you're watching this, you should probably just go exercise for like <laughs> yeah, 10 to 15 minutes. That would be the minutes. anti-news because they'd be telling you to turn them off. They're never going to do right. that. Right. <laughs> But that's why there's people like us who hopefully can impart, you know, our wisdom of successful stuff that helps us. I know I'll have friends like, oh, my God, did you see this and this? I'm like, no. And I don't care. Does it affect me? Can I change it? Is it really real? So not really worrying about that right now. And and it kind of makes them feel a little bad for even putting it towards me. And I'm not trying to make people feel bad. But, you know, there's got to the light bulb's got to come on that we've been controlled by this box for, well, pretty much our whole lives, but especially the right. last couple of years. And uh, Absolutely. the solution is, yeah, turn it off and go get some exercise. So, yes, and most solutions start at home. You know, they right. start at home with us and our family. And, yeah. and that's really where we should be focusing all of our attention and not so much on the the mess that, it, you know, <laughs> is out there right now. Yeah. We're all getting all hot and bothered over here now. We're <laughs> like, oh, no. like, go work out, turn off the TV. <laughs> Well, it's just, it's such like a, a big topic, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, we're like, we're like, we don't really want to go like exactly down there, but like, it's upsetting and like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel that way, you know? Um, yeah. But I guess I was going to kind of transition a little bit, Stacy, into what was the name of the company with the towels? What's the name? Where could people find those, those towels if they want to check it out? What are your favorite designs? I want to hear all about that. Mm. Well, our, the name of our company is Work It Towels, and we nice. have a towel for all the ways you work it. Nice. Um, That's website... a good slogan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. um, our website is www.workittowels.com, and that's with two Ts. And, you know, one of my most favorite designs is honestly the Strong as a Mother towel. And I like that. it was inspired by a woman that worked out at the gym where I worked out. And she honestly never knew that, that I created it based off of her inspiration. And I think that that's another reminder for people is you never know who you are inspiring, but she, you know, she has a number of kids and she would, she would just kill it in the gym. Like anytime there was a challenge, she was always up for it and she was always winning. And I just always admired her. And, um, you know, that towel has a lot of significance for me. So I would say that that's, that's my favorite. So and you do custom towels, right? Like someone could, like I could for, for our gym up there, we have this great addiction logo. I think your, your towel would be great for that. You make them uh, custom wise as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we don't advertise that we do custom work on our website, but if you reach out to us, we're happy to do it. And that's only because this really is a family business. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's me and my three teenagers and you know, we've only got so much um, time. So we, we haven't advertised that, but so far we've been able to manage it and uh, we love to do custom work. 
That's awesome. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I like that. Is uh, is there like a specific like gym goer or like fitness goer that you guys sell to like more than another or anything like that? Like I'm trying to think like maybe maybe like runners don't buy them because they don't want to carry it because they're like running for long distances. What do you what do you see as far as that goes? So we see so as far as the runner community goes, we have done a number of custom towels for like 5Ks that they've hosted. Nice. So we, we've been able to incorporate our towels into that market. I would say a lot of our, our um, I mean, our, our main customer is the customer that goes to uh, boutique type uh, studio fitness, uh, like Orange Theory or Barry's Bootcamp or gotcha. um, CrossFit gyms. And, you know, during the pandemic, it all kind of transitioned into the at home cycle customer because we yeah. were all at home. And I'm telling you, if you've been on a bike, you definitely need to tell. You do. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. We, were, <laughs> we were able to maintain that business. And, you know, in that time was really cool too, because we were able to really connect with our customers because really nobody had anything to do. And so our connection was through mm -hmm. social media and it, we felt like we were really building a family and we're really proud of that. And I, again, going back to, you never know who you're inspiring, you know, the people that are following us on Instagram, you know, for most, for the most part, we follow them back and we're inspired by all of their journeys. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were, there's one gentleman that, you know, he completely transformed his life during the pandemic. You know, he went from someone who really wasn't very active to listening to David Goggins book. And suddenly he's like an extreme athlete and, and he nice. inspires me so much. I mean, it, it, there's just little stories like that, that it, it's, it's just so cool. And it's cool to, to support them and they support us. And, and, you know, we always ask for inspiration. And if someone shares inspiration with us and we create a towel that we actually put on our website, they get the first print free. I mean, it's, oh, it's, wow. it's really a collaborative effort and we really love the fitness community that we are building. That's amazing. And I can imagine like you were talking about with the, the bike being so good, like Peloton, I have never seen so many Pelotoning or getting Pelotons as during the <laughs> pandemic. It was crazy. And it was it was really inspiring because, you know, people were figuring out how can I keep working out without leaving my house? And so yeah. um, it, it was I, 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 you know, a lot of kudos to them. Like that was a, a great timing on their part to really reach a lot of people. Like you said, with the with the cycling, because you're right, you sweat like crazy. I tried it Absolutely. once and I could not keep up. <laughs> I was like, wait, I've been crossfitting for nine years and I cannot do one workout on this Peloton. This is crazy. <laughs> it's definitely a different kind of workout. It I is. mean, we're guilty. We bought the Peloton too. And what's cool is so many like little fitness communities that have resulted from that too. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's another facet of our business is there's a lot of fitness influencers on Instagram that we've been able to collaborate with. And so oh, nice. we've gotten some of their tribe too. And it's just we've been so blessed that it's been so many positive, you know, encouraging people. And, and I think a lot of that too, is that what you put out there is what you get back. And, you know, I do think the fitness community tends to be a little egocentric and, you know, flashy. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah. but that's really not us. And, and that's honestly not the customer that we're appealing to. Yeah. So I'm grateful that we've kind of found our people and they found us. Yeah, no, I get that. That's, that's super cool. I guess my question for you too, Stacy, is what is kind of like the vision for for the brand? Like where where do you want it to go or what do you want it to be? Uh like minus what it is right now. Like what's in the future for for the brand and the towel and the company? 
So we are, we are planning to grow. I mean, uh, we would ultimately love to be completely made in America uh, right now yeah. that we aren't completely made in America. So that is a, a goal that we're shooting for. We want to control the entire process too. So right now we work with a distributor who is fantastic. They've been such a blessing, but again, we want, we want to grow and expand and provide jobs and, and, and build a name for ourselves in this community. So that mm. is the goal. And how is that going to happen with three teenagers going off to college? Are you are you going to take it all on, or is it time to hire some employees? I mean, I do I do think we we will reach a point where we're going to have to hire people, yeah. and that'll be another you know hurdle that we'll have to to jump and and uh, as we get there. But right now, we're able to manage all of it, and um, yeah, I mean. Being an entrepreneur is building that parachute as you jump out of the plane. So I think we'll just figure it out as we go. But we and we are going to expand our towel selection too. So we we just started golf towels last spring, and we'd oh, like nice. to add in beach towels too. So we're going to have towels for everything. Smart. That's the way to go. Because I this whole time I've been going. I wonder what size those towels are. <laughs> are they little <laughs> towels or the big towels? Like you know, yeah. They're fifteen by twenty five inches. So. Okay. Okay. So pretty mm -hmm. decent size. Yeah, yeah. I like the golf towel idea too, because I golf here and there, not like crazy or anything, but like it's just a towel that you look at, you know, just like when you're sweating, like you just, you're using it. It's not like, I don't know, maybe like a bath towel where you're just like drying off, trying to move on to the next thing. It's like a towel that you're almost like more present with. Like you're Absolutely. spending some more intimate time with that towel. I mean, I guess I, I'm my bath towel is pretty intimate too, but I'm just trying to get that done, you know. <laughs> I realized that as I was saying that. Like, well, bath towel is pretty intimate. You yeah, know? it doesn't get much more intimate than that. <laughs> right. I don't know that you'll be that intimate with our towels, but I will say um, we've had a number of our customers say like, and I feel the same way. There's certain towels and certain phrases that you're kind of in the mood for, you yeah. know, like my husband's always grabbing the beast mode towel and that's typically not what, what I'm feeling, you know? And so it's, it's funny how each towel can kind of set the tone for your workout. And a lot of our golf towels are kind of cheeky. So it kind of makes it fun, you know, mm -hmm. on the, on the golf course. So. Oh man, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. You need the golf towel that says calm down. Yes. <laughs> Dallas yeah. gets very aggressive with his golf I need thing. to keep calm. Keep in calm. In Don't break the, the, the club. Whatever, the club. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Well, that's why I don't golf that much, you know. <laughs> Teach you patience. So Amen. I guess um, I had a kind of, I mean, I guess you kind of already answered this, like why the donations go to the Association of, Association of Anxiety and Depression. But was there any more to that story that maybe we didn't get into that would be um, like worth sharing? Did we skip any of that that might be? Well, I will say, um, and I don't really talk about this often, but I struggled with an eating disorder in my late teens and throughout my twenties and, and gotcha. really up until I had children. And yeah. so, and I always felt that movement was really my saving grace because mm -hmm. the more I moved, the less I was consumed with the numbers in my clothing and the numbers yeah. on the scale. And it, it just, it really helped kind of pull me out of that. And, um, so I think, you know, like I said, I recognize the darkness in my son and, and yeah. cause I had been there, you know, I had been down that road of, of anxiety and depression and, and really 
hurting. And I, I know a lot of people are. And I, I really wanted to make sure that we were purposeful mm -hmm. in where we shared proceeds. And I love the work that they're doing. They provide a lot of free resources. And you know, the last two years, we need it more than ever um, mm -hmm. because mental health is, has really been uh, a concern for a lot of people because just the gravity of everything that's happened to us in the last two years. Yeah, well, what an important piece. And I guess I was kind of thinking too when you first brought up that story of kind of like how lucky your son was to have someone like you in his corner that can recognize like, hey, you know, like when you're you're in a very tricky spot, which is okay, but here's like how you navigate it and, you know, uh, now look at what's become of just kind of helping him evolve from that from that situation where, you know, I I mean, I've talked to countless people that don't have parents like that or don't have the experience to help someone navigate that that spot in life like it could have mm -hmm. been very easy to just have him just go in his room and say nothing and be like oh he's just a teenager you know so I guess kudos to you for catching that you know how awesome oh thank you well yeah and I think you know in a you know not to get controversial but I think also we've just come to a time where people don't know this is a solution and then the solution becomes Let's get you on a medication for that. Let's get you, mm -hmm. you know, diving right. deep, deep into why this is happening as opposed to like, let's look at your diet. Let's add some exercise and then let's evaluate whether that's a path that needs to be gone down or not. It's just become Absolutely. so easy. Just take a pill, take a pill, take a pill. Now take another one aside, you know, counter those effects. And and then we all know where that ends up uh, leading a lot of people as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, I was in the pharmaceutical industry for a little over eight years. And mm. it's funny because I'm the last person that really wants to take anything. And I really yeah. don't want that for my kids either. You know, That's and, you you know. know when I was promoting products too, <laughs> typically the first line of therapy is diet and exercise. And so yeah. that's really what I was stressing. And, and that's really how we live our lives as a family is really trying to incorporate diet and exercise, getting outside, getting the natural vitamin D, taking your supplements, you know, drinking lots of water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because I every therapeutic comes with side effects too. So yeah. Right. And that's the problem is then you're, you end up on multiple medications mm -hmm. to counter all the side effects of all the other medications. And, you know, we even see that, uh, well, we totally see that completely with people coming into rehab, you know, they had an addiction to one thing and then the last rehab put them on five medications to have them not do that one thing that they came in for like cocaine or alcohol now they're on mm. five or six different prescription medications and being called sober and it's and and they know in their hearts they they can barely function they're not feeling sober right. but they're being called sober because it's not an illicit drug and so it's right. a really tricky uh situation that we we see as well on the front line a lot i can't imagine yeah. yeah. Well, I love I love the idea, too, of installing like the, you know, like the fitness and health, like within a family system and just, mm -hmm. you know, like the benefits that it it's shared for you were trickled into, you know, maybe your spouse and then your kids and and then they make it their own and share it with others. And it's kind of this like beautiful parallel that we see uh, Angie and myself, too, in like the recovery, the sobriety community community where you know, your son or someone in the family gets sober and then that trickles in like the recovery piece trickles into the family system, too. And Absolutely. a lot of that has to do with, you know, health and fitness, especially over here at Elevate, where, 
fitness is a big pillar of, of the treatment over here. And so they get the recovery and the fitness and then that trickles into the family. And it's just so cool to see how beneficial it is and to hear it from all different angles. It's like, there must be some truth to it at this point. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I agree. It's kind of black and white at this point, I feel like. Right, right. Well, and to be honest, addiction is on both sides of our family, on my husband's side and my side. And, and, you know, it's a slippery slope. So it's really important that we stay on, on the right path and do the right things because, you know, it can happen to anybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, I think it's very slippery um but like learning and sharing what works it's like that's the my favorite part about fitness and and diet is that it's not a one day thing it's not a one month thing it's more of this journey process learning unlearning plateaus changing reinforcing and and, and same with mental health it's a, is the same kind of Absolutely. trajectory it's not like a one and done you don't get six pack and then like stop everything you do to get those and right. keep the six pack. Same with your mental health, you know? Right. Right. Well, that's, what's so wonderful about podcasts like yours is you're teaching people that it is a journey and it's not an overnight thing. And I think that so, so many people get tripped up on that nowadays because social media is giving us this, you know, illusion that mm-hmm. people are doing this overnight. They're having instant success or instant, you know, they've lost all this weight overnight just by taking this pill and it's no effort. And, it's nice that I think people need to realize it is going to be a journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And they need to give themselves grace because there's going to be times too, where you're just not going to, you know, you're going to trip, you're going to fall, but yeah. you just got to get back up. And, you know, I, our motto is don't miss something twice. So if yeah. you've missed something one day, don't miss it a second day. Mm. But if you do give yourself grace and get back on the horse the third day. So yeah. Well, and that goes hand in hand with, you know, like the, the fad dieting and, and yeah, the I'm fixed now, you know, rehab, like I, I, I'm all better now. I can go back to the way I was. <laughs> I'm just going to moderate now. And just all those things. It is all, it is a lifelong journey. And I, I truly believe that if you're not constantly moving to be going forward, you're going to start sliding backwards. And so there has to Absolutely. be constant progress. And I get for some people that's overwhelming to think like my whole mm-hmm. life, I got to work this hard, but uh, at some point, I think I know I did. You learn to love the journey and the process. It is part of part of the whole the whole thing. Yes, yes. And honestly, I think if we would just realize, just getting one percent better every day counts for something. We don't have to go to extremes. And I think right. so often people think that you know, if I'm not doing a hundred percent better every day, then I'm not growing. But just one percent better would make a difference. I mean, think of where you would be in a year if if that was your trajectory. So yeah. No, I think I like when they they put that in terms of like a book. I think it's like the 75 hard thing, right? Or like if you read 10 pages a day for, you know, obviously 75 75 days. I don't know how many books that puts you at, but just 10 pages a day puts you at three to four to five to six books in two and a half months. And it's like, when's the last time you read six books in two and a half months? I I don't remember the last time I did. Yeah. But yeah, I like the, well, the Audible 1%. helps me. I will say that. <laughs> See, you're not allowed to do Audible on I know. 75 Hard. Oh, you're not allowed to? You're not allowed to. You actually oh, have to physically that. read the 10 pages, which was for me too. I'm, I'm a huge Audible fan. So, and I love like listening to it while I'm walking because I like to do two things at once. 
But Thank 75 you. hard forces me to actually have to sit and read a physical book. And I actually have a lot of pleasure with that as well, because that's how I grew up in the libraries and reading a lot. And, uh, you know, in, in the era where we didn't have the stuff that they have now. So I, right. I kind of have been enjoying the reading a physical book kind of thing with it. So are you in the midst of 70 hard right now? 75 I am. Hard right now? I am. I'm Good on day you. 38 right now. So this is my second time through and I'm on day 38. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need I'm to tired, try. I'm tired, boy. To I tell Dallas, I'm like, I'm tired today, Dal. Like I've hit that, that little bit of a, you know, you hit a grind uh, about halfway through and I'm feeling a little tired today, but overall just amazing. Since I started the first one, it was uh, 18 months ago. I've lost almost 30 pounds and it's surprising oh because it, a lot of people are like, did you have 30 pounds to lose? And I'm like, I guess I did. It's uh, just kind of amazing because I was on it for almost six months and then I did phase one and now I'm back on it again. But again, it's that slow little progress, always inching forward, inching forward. So absolutely yeah. good for you that's on my bike I, I, I will do 75 hard i have to i've had i mean we've had a lot of our customers do it and they've shared their stories and their journey on instagram and it's mm. it's amazing to see yeah. I, and they all say that they feel more present in their body and they just feel clear and it's i need to do it well and it I confirms it. like what we were talking about earlier about just getting outside because one of the workouts has to be outside so like dal with his walking his dog after dinner I have to go walk my dogs anyway. So that 45 minutes outside walking, you know, with the dogs, with the weight vest, whatever, it just forces that connection with nature and vitamin D and just really solidifies it. And so you end up feeling great because you're getting 45 minutes of outdoor exposure every single day for that, that, you know, strung together piece of time with zero breaks in between. That's amazing. There's so much to be said for being outside, yeah. truly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after uh, being locked up, you know, being locked down. Yes. And it's like there was just so much reprieve to be outside. It was like, oh, man, I hate the idea of being in my house. Like I remember when I first got sober, I would get like depressed the minute I got home because I was like, I don't I don't want to stop. I want to keep doing things like yes. now that I'm sober, like life is like so fun and I'm not missing anything. Like I don't want to just go home and sit down and just wait till I can live tomorrow. You know, I, I yeah. always felt that way. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I said that, but that's what I felt like talking about. No, I feel the same way. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I know that I was like, where did that come I from? That when I, I get know. like, <laughs> when I get sick or the flu or something just to be, you know, that cabin fever of just being in yeah. the house for a day. It, it's like, I don't remember how to communicate with people again when I'm on the outside, you know, on the outside again. So I completely understand. Well, understand. And, and that brings up an interesting uh, topic because we're in California. So hard for us is never really that hard doing an outdoor <laughs> workout. It's like, oh, True. should I go to the beach or the forest today? I don't know. It's so hard. Like, And, you know, but then people, you have people doing 75 hard or just even living in very cold, extreme environments from Canada, we Michigan. Yeah. And now you've moved to Tennessee it's got to be a lot more challenging to want to go outside and, and do your 10 minutes or do your walks or that sort of thing. Yes. I mean, on a rainy day or a humid day in the summer, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be so motivated if it was so cold all the time. <laughs> yeah, that'd be difficult. I mean, some people, some people hate the heat. Some people hate the cold. I think mm -hmm. it's the same extreme, you know, like yeah. – 
you Absolutely. do a, you do the cold plunge sometimes so it's like obviously you hate it. everyone hates being cold you know or cold yeah. water yeah. um but then again i but remember growing up in phoenix arizona and just hating how hot it was oh. you know we're like t- two minutes of being outside and your skin's burning and everything's on yes. fire and you're so sweaty like you know it's it's just as shitty i guess you know <laughs> right right <laughs> well i originally grew up in ohio so when we first moved to california I remember that the days that it would rain, I was the most productive because when you live in Ohio, you get like maybe 30 days out of the year where you really want to be outside. And so anytime the sun was shining in California, I felt like I needed to be outside. Well, the sun shines all the time. So I was almost wishing for a rainy day so that I could stay inside and be productive and get all the things done. So I think it's all relative. Um, I think it's finding it a sweet spot in the weather. You know, if you get out there really early in the morning or, you know, at at dusk, um, you can make it happen if you want to. Absolutely. And, and that's the key, especially for those extreme en- environments, is to find what can work, but still making it work. Yes, yeah. yes. And so, Stacy, what does kind of like your fitness routine look like? Like, how are, what do you do to exercise and, and, and keep yourself, like, mentally sane, I guess? Like, what's your favorite <laughs> outlet or way of doing that? Well, I, I do love to walk outside. Um, I occasionally run. I, I really need to get back into running. Um, I love my Peloton. I, I, I love the Sweat app and the Fit On app. You know, I love to incorporate those types of things. I love bar workouts, B-A-R-R-E workouts. Um, what are those? I love yoga. Those are like dance-inspired workouts. And, oh, okay. And they, I always feel like I stand up straighter when I take those workouts. So, gotcha. Um, That's I do interesting. Like those. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. B-A-R-R-E, um, bar workout. Oh, okay, so they yeah, have yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like ballet uh, where they have that bar? Or, yeah, no. it's like a ballet bar, and you're you're literally doing, like, plies. And, and, and it's amazing because it's not a lot of, um, like, you're not jumping and, and doing that type of work, but it's it's very intentional, and your your muscles shake. Like, you're, oh, you're wow. doing so many, like, smaller movements but it, they're intense and, and your muscle you're literally you're shaking when you're when you're working out wow. and they tell you to embrace the shake and it's it's just <laughs> it really feels almost like you're giving yourself a massage which is what I like and I and I feel the same way when I do yoga as well yeah so. no that's I really awesome. kind of like to do everything except swim I've never really enjoyed swimming and I I don't know if it's because when I was younger my hair would turn green so easily <laughs> it was just, just traumatized I, I from the pool <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I remember yeah. those days. So. <laughs> I remember hot tubbing. My mom be like, "Why is your hair green?" And I'm like, "Oh, we were like sneaking into people's hot tubs and stuff." <laughs> Dang, I didn't know that really happened. Oh yeah, especially when you have oh, real yeah. blonde hair. Yeah, it, really it yeah. happens. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. I remember swimming uh, in the hot tubs in Park City, Utah, and you would dunk your head underwater, and your hair would freeze. Oh my god! Oh my god! Hair would be icicles. It was oh, crazy. Gosh. Yeah, and we try to see how long we could let our hair freeze and head freeze it's easier when you're drinking but um yeah yeah (laughs) sit in a hot tub and drink beer and let your head freeze yeah i was like yeah Yeah, it's really cool guys i love that yeah but i was gonna say too stacy did you say you were in knoxville or nashville or cookville i can't remember 
Knoxville. Knoxville. So okay, okay, okay. We are going to sound like the ultimate helicopter parents. Nice. <laughs> but we um, visited Knoxville and the University of Tennessee when my oldest was trying to decide on a college. And yeah. we actually flew into Nashville with the intention of playing in Nashville and then, you know, flying out of Nashville again. But we saw the campus, fell in love with the campus, drove around. We're lake people. I mean, my husband and I both grew up on the lakes and, mm -hmm. you know, we saw all the fresh water here and we didn't realize how much we missed it, how much we were actually craving that type of lifestyle again. And things here are just a little bit slower. Yeah. And I, you know, I say that it feels like we live in a Hallmark movie. And, you know, now that I've lived here a year, I still feel that way. Everybody's really friendly and it just, it just felt like we should be here. So we went yeah. back to San Diego, put our house on the market and the rest is history. Sure. It's so. sold immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh man, that is crazy. Well, I'm glad you're liking it out there. I was, uh, I was going to say Cookville in Tennessee is like the capital of CrossFit. It's like the biggest. Is hub. it really? Oh yeah. yeah. Froning is there. Yeah. That yeah. it's big. It's like, that's the where they train center of yeah, CrossFit. Tia, Tia trained out there for the, for the games and yeah, they're all there. Wow. Yeah. Which is, and it's like a small town. It's like strange to have like the small town be like, you know, I mean, I guess it's like right next to us, we have Gilroy, which is like the garlic capital of the world, but it's like this tiny little city. You know? <laughs> True. But like it's the most garlic in the whole world comes from it. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Oh yeah, yeah there, and there's certain. I lived over there for a short period, and there was between. I it think smells I like say, garlic. Yeah, between February. Yeah, you would like. It was almost. It was almost gross. Like when it was hot over there, you'd come outside and it's like hot garlic yeah. smell. You're like, oh, that's so gross. But then there's times where it smells really good, and they have a garlic festival, and you yeah. can get like garlic ice cream, and it's it's pretty cool. Garlic ice cream. Yeah. Better wow. than it sounds. Better than they have it sounds. so much of it that they're making everything out of it. <laughs> Surprised they don't make garlic towels. You know, like I'm they surprised. might. They might. They, make they might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then where 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 uh the facility is in Watsonville is the berry capital of the world. Mm -hmm. Like Driscoll's, like which makes pretty much all the blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, strawberries like. Our little city of, you know, what, 60,000 people mm -hmm. is the berry capital of the whole world. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yep. so it's just strange. And then know? a half hour strange. from here in Castroville, which is right next to us, artichoke? is the artichoke yeah. capital of the world. Yeah. So, yeah, we're surrounded Yum. by a lot, a lot of good stuff. A lot stuff. of produce over here. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to be healthy here. Like, we yeah. have no yes. excuses. It's like, it's all no. right here. <laughs> well, roast that garlic and those artichokes. Yes. That, I mean, that's a... <laughs> Yummy dish. Exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. So, well, Stacy, I, I have a quick question for you. Uh, in your bio, you're a serial entrepreneur. What does that mean exactly? How and how many ways? <laughs> so, when I when I was in the pharmaceutical industry, I created a, a farm bag and I created a company called Clever Toss, where I um, was selling bags to pharmaceutical reps and. And basically as a drug rep, you're kind of a walking billboard. And so it yeah. had these clear pockets in it. So you could have all of your flyers. So if you didn't get time with the physician, you could still kind of see what they, you know, they could still see your marketing materials. And then um, my family had a, a paper craft uh, store uh, in 2005, I believe we started it. But in 2008, the recession hit us very hard. Mm -hmm. So that did not last, but it was still a good experience. 
And then um, I'm also a partner in a dance store still uh, with in San Diego uh, called Dress to Dance. I'll do a little plug for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then this and then our uh, work at Tell Business. So I've, I've kind of had my hands in a lot of different things. And I just I learned during my pharmaceutical sales days that I'm really not built to be in a corporation. I'm, I'm such an out of the box type thinker. I mean, to give you an example, when I worked for one pharmaceutical company, we had a contest to um, so whatever rep could see the most physicians in a particular week won like a gift certificate or something. So I got my partner and I to dress as California raisins. I wrote a song about <laughs> hypertension and we killed it. I mean, we knocked it out of the park, but it was so different. I mean, doctors just couldn't believe that these two young girls are dressed <laughs> as giant raisins singing a song about <laughs> hypertension. So um, I, and that's just kind of always been in me that I, I just don't think like a lot of people, I, you know, I, that I'm just not meant for corporate America, I guess. So I've got to kind of do my own thing. I beat by a different drum, I guess. Well, hey, that's not the worst quality to have, to be like <laughs> independent and smart and a marketing guru. Like those are good qualities to have. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. My kids don't always think so. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's their job. They're, they're here to right. question us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah, I feel like you would crush it on Shark Tank. We actually, um, we did try at one point. We, oh, really? We made no it way. To the next round. Yeah. And um, my kids are very upset with me, but the, when it you came turn to them the down? paperwork, <laughs> no, we didn't turn them down, but I, um, so you have to basically sign your life away when you apply for something like that. And it's, I no mean, it shit. was like 30 pages of paperwork and I was trying to make my life easier and like photocopying to try to replicate what Harrison, my oldest son would be turning in with mine. And I left the paper on the um, photocopier. And so we didn't actually submit a complete packet. So oh. we may try again. I don't know. Cause they, they are very adamant about making sure that you're crossing all your T's and dotting all your I's. And in that sense, mom missed the boat. So, well, there's always <laughs> next time. <laughs> right. And if you made it, I feel like you would close them. I, I would be scared. I would cry. I'm kind of a crier. Yeah. And so I would that be scared. That plays, you know, that plays. <laughs> well, you know, and I started to t reflect upon, you know, the, the paper craft and scrapbook store that we had in 2008. Mm -hmm. Like we lost our butts on that. I mean, and it was very devastating. And I think if they were to touch on that, I, I, I don't know that, I don't know how I would handle that. So gotcha. that gotcha. would be a, a, a tough conversation, I think, just for me emotionally, because it, yeah. it, it was a tough time. But that's if you had your kids there with you, I mean, that would sell it for sure. The family type business. <laughs> Hopefully they could like step in and pivot and save mom. <laughs> well, they are teenagers, so they're a little unpredictable. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that show intimidates me because when they start asking about the margins and the profits and this, I'm like, that's where they would lose me. I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Oh, me too. I'm not. The, I'm the creative side, not the not the analytical side. Yeah. But my middle son is very much engaged in numbers, thankfully. Oh, that's good. So that's good. Mm -hmm. That helps. So yeah. I have kind of a <laughs> random question, and uh, I guess in the pharmaceutical side of things, were you ever around for or like? I guess I'm I'm asking if you were around or what your thoughts were on like the whole Purdue Pharma Oxycontin type of phase. Mm. Were you ever around that side or was did you miss that? Anything like that? I missed like, that. So well, that's, to that's give you, good. <laughs> I, I started when 
Viagra was first coming out. So nice. I, I mean, I'm kind of dating myself and, and really that was kind <laughs> of okay. the, the big, <laughs> uh, that was really what was new and innovative. Yeah. And I, I really missed all of that, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'm very grateful for the experience that I had. I, I, I'm grateful for the companies that I worked for, but it just, it wasn't for me. And I, I kind of started to see that, um, you know, it, it, just the business side of it. And it just felt icky to me. Right, um, right, I, right. And I, and it really wanted, I really wanted to go back to more of a natural uh, type of therapies. And, and I know when I first moved out to San Diego, you know, I dove into Eastern medicine and, and, and I really have, try to embrace that for the most part. So not that Western medicine is bad. I'm not knocking it at all, but I, I, I just, when you're in it, you kind of, you do see that every therapeutic comes with some type of side effects, like we right, talked about right. And it. It's just, you're treating one symptom, but you're actually creating additional symptoms and potentially other problems. And I just, yeah. I guess it, it wasn't for me. Yeah, no, I'm glad I asked. Cause that's like, you know, I, I feel kind of the same way. I know mm-hmm. like Purdue pharma is kind of like, you know, the big, like flashy one, you know, but that, mm-hmm. that whole world. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of crazy to get paid to give people things that maybe they don't need, you know, or yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, it's a weird thing to sell, I guess, you know, like, uh, yeah, well, and we, it, it, and conditioning people to think that they need something for every ailment that they have. I mean, that right. was also, and I sold an antibiotic. And so I, I I will say that there were times where we would say, no, don't give it, you know, we don't want to build resistance issues. Yeah. So you, you do need to kind of educate the, the patient so that they understand if you have a viral infection or something, you may not need anything. You might just need rest and vitamin D and lots of yeah. liquids. And, you know, and, and there are times when you need a, an antibiotic, but I think that it, there, people were starting to prescribe it a little too much too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it's, again, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. <clears throat> well, and it's changed yeah. so much. Like I know when I was growing up, you had your family doctor. They would actually try to diagnose what's really going on. Let's look into that. Let's run some tests. Let's think about this. Tell me about your diet. Tell me about your exercise. Let's go through what's going on in your life. So they, they could give good diagnosis. But I think now they're uh, with insurance and everything. They're just so overloaded. It's like, okay, what's yes. going to make you comfortable and handle you so you can, you know, go away and I can get to the next patient. The next pa- yeah. And it's a, and it's a pill and it's out the door and there's not like that sort of deep dive into what's really going on. And it's unfortunate because that's what insurance covers and we all pay so much to have insurance. And so yes. then when you want to go to a holistic doctor, you know, who's really going to take that time and dive deep, you got to come out of pocket and then yes. that's a deterrent because you're paying so much for insurance. You want it to pay for your health care, but they're not really covering good health. And then it's tricky because if you want to pay for good health, now you're coming out of pocket on top of what you're paying insurance. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't, you said that so well. Absolutely. And you look at people like Chris Carr. I love her story. You know, she was diagnosed with cancer and she basically cured herself with food. Yeah. She just, you know, she started eating very healthy and more of a plant-based diet and, and it's amazing. And I think it, it just goes to show that really, if we just kind of, if we reset and go back to natural solutions, at least for the first line of therapy, I realize that there are yeah. people that, that obviously need medications and it, you know, but it, I do think there's a lot to be said for natural solutions. Oh, a hundred percent. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's, 
I like that somehow we ended up in this conversation because I think it's just it's applicable, you know, and it is the whole, you know, like kind of like you were saying with the, the plant based stuff. It's like there's new stuff coming out that like the meat based diets are really helping people with like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's I like the idea of going to the very basic. What do we do every day? We eat, you know, so like let's look at that before we look at the medication and the elimination yes. diets. And I, I like that idea of like keeping it simple and, and less black and white. And health is like a pretty universal thing. We're all not very different. And yeah, I kind of like that whole topic and, and the way it seems to be going where, you know, there, there are people talking about kind of these outside of the box things that shouldn't be outside of the box things, right. if that makes right. any sense. Right. Amen. Yeah. Right. Food is medicine. Amen. Well, and it starts, you know, and, and again, we see this by the time it gets to us, it starts when kids are kids and they're eating mm -hmm. sugar cereal with dyes first thing in the morning and then being sent off to school. And then the teachers are like, I can't handle it. Put the kid on ADHD medication. Mm -hmm. They're too hyper. I don't know what their problem is. And it's if you look at their food intake all day with all those gummies and the sweets and the this and the that. And it's like it contributes to them being unmanageable. Uh, and, and then, right. you know, they get diagnosed. And, you know, we see so many people come in through us who were put on medications at ki as kids, labeled. And, uh, you know, obviously it was an easy transition into drugs because they were already used to being on drugs, like basically speed right. from the age of six. So by the time they get to us and we can get them off of everything and they start to realize, you know, maybe there was some uh, misdiagnosis happening there and it really did have more to do with my diet and, and this sort of thing and sort of reset that. I mean, I think that's how we start. We should try to start healing people and helping people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, convenience is such a blessing, but it can also be a curse. If, if, yeah. if families are just eating convenience type foods that, I mean, we know, we all know they're just loaded with sugar and all kinds of things you can't even pronounce and it's <laughs> yeah right and unfortunately they made those the affordable foods so a right. lot of people gravitate towards that because they have to feed their families but it's definitely right. not the best food or even good food right yeah. right i was just thinking we've we've talked about towels we've talked about <laughs> health care uh, we've talked Weather. about the media we are solving the world's problems. we are yeah we're addressing some big stuff today guys yeah <laughs> as we should don't trust the news don't trust your doctors and don't trust nutrition yeah <laughs> question all three of those things people. yeah disclaimer i am not an expert <laughs> yeah me neither no <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're not claiming to be one on TV either. <laughs> we're just sharing opinions and thoughts and our experience and um, take from it what you will. Yeah. You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> but I do think, you know, we're not experts, but I think we do have experience from what we've seen. That's... We're also not idiots. Right. Right, right. in between both those words. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good, right? Yeah. Whatever that idiots. word is, is yeah. what you're, it's what I am. <laughs> Well, I think there's a lot to be said for experience. And I think I that, too, yeah. you know, it, we should all feel free to share those experiences. Mm -hmm. No, well said. And those experiences have been kind of our, our own personal journeys right. of navigating all those topics. 
you know, which yes. is, it's just information, you know, use as you, as needed type of thing. Um, so I think getting that information out there is, is equally as important and sharing experience, strength and hope on, mm. on all, all of the topics. Yes. <laughs> you know? All the things. <laughs> So I, one, one last thing before we wrap up that I would love to sort of pivot to and just and again, it's just an awareness thing. And the reason that we got connected is that um, you've reached out to one of our employees and you were so, so gracious and kind to share your experience with him because he's going through a similar situation. And uh, again, just sort of putting... Um, you know, shining a light on something that's not super common or known about, but I would love for you to, to speak about that experience. If you don't mind, I know, you know, it's sort of personal and, and, you know, emotional, but I would love for us to have that conversation just to bring some more awareness to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I had the fortune of meeting this person, uh, through our network and, um, I, he shared with me that his daughter, uh, who was 16 years old, had an AVM and she suffered from a massive stroke. And AVMs are arterial venous uh, malformations where basically the arteries in the veins um, don't connect mm -hmm. uh, properly. And um, my sister, my younger sister, actually passed away a couple of years ago. She had multiple AVMs in her brain. And um, my brother is very uh, blessed to be connected with people who can make a difference. And so really, I just wanted to connect this person with my brother because we were going down that path for my sister, but because she was so far gone, they really couldn't do anything to help her. And so we really felt like this was, you know, kind of a sign from heaven to pass the baton and, mm -hmm. and make it happen for him. And so we're, we're really hoping and praying that uh, his daughter is on the road to recovery very soon because it's awful. Yeah. So yeah, just for our listeners, Chris has uh, been employed with us for over 10 years and he recently went through uh, that with his daughter Julia, and she, um, uh, senior, end of her junior year, four point three, top of her grade. She was going to Ivy League, like, and Chris worked with her a lot, especially in the pandemic, to make sure she uh, was able to keep on that track of of getting into the Ivy League school. And so when she had the stroke, it's been um, extremely devastating because she's sixteen years old and future was so bright and this isn't just like a stroke and now do some physical therapy and now you're back to normal there is an extremely um, long process to to and physical therapy and doctors and it's just it's it what they're going to be confronting in the next few hopefully few uh hope but could be lifelong uh over the right. situation is just devastating and again having that connection and you guys crossing paths was um definitely a godsend because mm -hmm. you know it's so uncommon like i don't know the statistic right. on it but i know it's not common whatsoever so the fact no, that it's you very both rare. crossed paths with that same condition so intimately connected was amazing Mm -hmm. I feel the same way. And, and if something positive can come out of it, I, 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 we would feel so blessed because, you know, Chris shared with me that she was at the top of her class and now she's relearning her ABCs. And, and that's just, it's unimaginable. Mm -hmm. It's unimaginable. So it's, I, we are praying for them and, and I really hope that these resources can help her. Absolutely. Yeah. What a difficult, you know, uh, place to be. You know, I think the, mm -hmm. the silver lining is, is the ability to kind of share that experience kind of like we were just talking about like our mm -hmm. our our ability to share our experience in life is is comforting for others you know and 
it's kind of Absolutely. like the the payoff of the pain and the suffering is that mm-hmm. like we get to kind of comfort and help somebody else through it and and kind of like you said pass the baton and um you know a lot of the things we've talked about today is, is kind of pa- us passing the baton in, in different ways and you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of purpose to be found in, in in life through those means i guess is what i'm trying to say absolutely and i i think you know, in most books that you read, biographies you read, it's it's basically that's what they're sharing. Is yeah. you know, I I, I recently reread David Goggins' book, and mm-hmm. you know, his journey is so powerful, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's devastating, but it's it's amazing and it's so inspiring. And I think if we would all just embrace our experiences—the good, the bad, the ugly—and share them, I mean, what a amazing world it would be if we would have the courage to do so. You know, and I I think. Unfortunately, right now, that's kind of discouraged, you know, mm-hmm. with some of the cancel stuff that's out there. But right, I, I right. do think that there's opportunities to 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 share and, and embrace it and and help each other, because that's what we're here to do is help each other, serve each other. hundred percent. I mean, then that's why we started this podcast almost God, a year yeah. and a half ago yeah. was for that reason to try to just help. You know, we have so much experience combined. It's like, well, how can we export it out there? Uh, beyond the clients that we help, but how can we we try to help more people on a grander scale? And and that's been the blessing for us with the podcast for sure. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and there's just so much like uh, you know, it's like uh, to be human is to suffer, you know. And it's like yeah. how do how do we kind of unlearn the avoidance of it? Like we we don't right. really get to avoid the pain of life, and you know, kind of like we were just saying, how can you uh, acknowledge the pain of life and pass the baton and, and help your fellow person, you know, and, and that is a blanket statement for every person. We're Absolutely. all going through that in some form or fashion. And, you know, yeah, uh, we all have something we can share. We right, all have right, something right. we can share. We all have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I'm so glad we all met today to, to share these, these purposes. <laughs> this has been exciting and fun and, you know, if you asked me an hour and a half ago what we, we were going to be getting into, I, w- I wouldn't have said half the things we did get into, you know? I'm pretty sure my teenagers, if they were here, would have unplugged everything. Yeah. <laughs> they, heard me, they heard me getting into some of these topics, but it's been so fun. Yeah. Mom, get back to the towels. Let's go. <laughs> It comes back around, though. I mean, my daughter was like that with me. I was like, oh, my gosh, teenage daughters. But now that she's 22, there's that appreciation of, of, of everything. So they, they do come back around and end up enjoying us. I cannot wait. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's going to come. <laughs> and if, you're, if your kids are listening, Stacy's really cool and you guys are wrong and you should spend more time with your mom because she's awesome. Yeah, you yeah. are lucky. <laughs> you could just claim that part. I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. That's all we talked about is how you guys just like are too mean to me and you're going to regret it. <laughs> well, I was going to say to Stacy as we kind of wind down where I know we talked about the website for the towels. Is there any any other links you wanted to share like social media links for the towels or yourself or for your kids or anything you want to kind of plug so we can put it on our show notes for the audience? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're at work at towels on Instagram and Facebook, and we're also on Pinterest. And then on Twitter, we're at towels. So we'd love a follow our, yeah. our biggest, um, 
I guess we spend a lot of time on Pinterest, but we also spend a lot of time on Instagram and that's really where we connect with our fit family. So we'd love to have you join us. So yeah. Awesome. Love awesome. That. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll shoot some people your way and uh, our myself included. And, you know, hopefully I'm excited for the future. You yeah. Know? And I'm I'll excited. definitely yeah. be reaching out because I think we need some custom towels up at Elevate for sure. Yeah. yeah. We would be happy to help you with that. We'd love awesome. to. Great. There we go. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing and fun and exciting. And uh, yeah, I just really appreciate it. This has been nice. I appreciate it, too. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the work that you do. It, it makes a difference. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys, that's our show for today. We hope you found some value from listening. And if you did, please share with someone you know or love. You can find us on social media. We are at Elevate Addiction Services. And if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, please call our toll-free confidential 24-hour helpline at 833-33-SOBER or visit our website at elevaterehab.org.